How's it going, guys? How are you doing? Good. Hey, Paul. Hey, Carrie. Hey. Is Sean in the same house today? He is. Yeah, he's in the next room. Nice. <laughs> so what's the rationale behind uh, two computers? You guys like, this is separation of church and state. I want my own thoughts. Like, you don't control <laughs> me. Like, Yes, it's, it's headphones. Crowd oh, around the same computer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rachel's going to jump on her phone in a little bit. She might be a little bit late. Yeah, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I know. What's happening in your world, folks? Anything cool? I'm getting uh, sick. Oh, <laughs> no. I started running until like 10 minutes ago. The kind of the kind of sick that everybody's getting, but is kind of scary. Um, well, I got tested for COVID a couple times. Like I've had a sore throat for like three weeks and I'm tested negative. And I've been doing a lot of instructing at school and having to like yell, be heard over all my students. So my throat <laughs> is just going. Oh no. Okay, I, I guess I didn't know that you were a teacher. Tell me what, what do you teach? What's your topic? Um, I'm an art teacher at a small private school. That's awesome. So it's it's part-time, yeah. I'm sure part-time is full-time. I, I bet it, you get paid part-time and work full-time. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah it, just, it changes from like term to term and year to year. But this year, it's right now, it's Monday through Wednesday. And I also teach after school art classes and sewing classes there too. How, how old are your kiddos that you it's, teach? Um, kindergarten through fifth grade. That's a wide range of abilities. That's a wide range of yeah. like- <laughs> Yeah, last year- Maturity. Pre-K too, so it's a little easier this year. Do you find yourself like doing all the art projects that you're gonna have your students do like night before, two nights before? Like, is this thing gonna work? Like how, like- I, they, I my students that. are definitely guinea pigs, especially in my first couple years. This is my yeah. fifth year, I think, working there. And I, I try to teach the same things, but do different projects around those same, you know, themes and techniques and everything. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes I overshoot or undershoot their abilities. So it's yeah. definitely a work in progress. Oh, man. I, I remember there was something like so exciting when it when you just crushed it and really by crushed it I mean like the lesson just worked but then the uh -huh, expectation yeah. was what the expectation was so high if you if it worked well one time you're like oh this is going to be wonderful again and it was often not the case where yeah. <laughs> like what worked once did not necessarily land a second time and it's just so frustrating so mm -hmm. man very cool. I got my uh, guitar, electric guitar and speaker and um, pedals out and Carrie painted two of those pedals and they're great. Oh, <clears throat> what did I paint on them? Oh, let's see. So one's like two cats. It's a uh, tipsy and little bear. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about those. That's and great. then the other one is a majestic sea lion. <laughs> I did a good job. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. My gosh, you're the real deal. Whoa. 
Well, I got my degree in visual arts, so I'm much yeah. more of an artist than a teacher. So. That's what I was going to ask. Artist like, first. do you, do you feel like, is there any time for you to create or you're like, well, here goes all my energy towards these little cherubs. But by the time I get home, like I have nothing left in the tank. Uh, it's mostly that I find I get most of my painting done over the summer. Yeah. Wow. What's your, your medium of choice as far as watercolor watercolor and watercolor colored pencil like together mm -hmm. too those are my favorite oh that's awesome <laughs> no i'm loving it i Paul's am loving, loving it right now. <laughs> know, Paul, you should be interviewing people yeah look at here me go <laughs> will's back welcome back will we missed you last time well see him i can't hear well i can see you i can't hear you Andy looks frozen, unless he's just doing a staring contest. Oh, everyone is hold really still. <laughs> we can pretend we're all frozen. Oh man! And Jason's back. Jason, I missed you. I know you did. I love you, Jason. I know you do. You're supposed to say thank you. <laughs> nah. No. My computer's going really slow right now, so. John thought it started in 30 minutes, so he's logging on right now. I just called him. It normally does, and then uh, Jason pulled a fast one today I'm sorry. and told everyone it was 6. Normally? It's normally 6.30. Normally, normally yeah, every it's time seven. it's 6.30. No. No, it's, no. it's the I 30. Will, I, I went back and looked through all the messages <laughs> and all the Zoom meetings. And it's always been on a half hour. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> well, I, I like it earlier, so that's me. I may have made a mistake, but I don't <laughs> think I did. I think you're wrong. I am sorry. Does anybody want to take a birthday quiz? Yes. Yeah? Your birthday it's my, is already. It's my birthday on Saturday. Oh, it is. Okay, read it. Read us a few of the questions. I'll take. And we'll just make wild guesses. I'll take a picture of the quiz. I printed it out already. Are they multiple choice? Some of them. Yeah, I'm having people. a birthday quiz this is like the fourth or fifth year in a row of that tradition and there's one guy he's our age <clears throat> and he lives in the other neighborhood and he's so good at golden high and like my goal is to try to beat him so i need to go and study the maps and find where the body armors are there you go i miss golden eye Um, is this everybody? Sean's on. Hi, everyone. Uh, no, there's Sean. Wow, Sean, look at that beard. It's coming in. I it's know going. it's out of hand. <clears throat> um, that's it, right? I think that's it. 
Oh, Jason. What Will's... movie did you miss? What did we watch last month? Jane Eyre. Yeah. Did you did you watch it, Jason? I did not. The question is, did, has Paul ever seen Mr. Beeb jumping into the pond? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know anything that you're talking about. Like, I have, like, no frame of reference for... That's, it's a, that's it's okay. A, it's it's that a way. movie called <laughs> a, a Room with a View with... Uh, 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 what's her name? Helen Carter. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... Um, like the greatest actor of all time. What's his Daniel name? Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. He's like a super nerdy guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I have seen that. So okay. you've, um, so you so you've saw- seen Mr. Beeb naked jumping into a pond. Oh, yeah. I slow that part down every time. And then <laughs> just, just keep it on freeze frame. Gross. That's great. Uh, I was going to do something this time, Anthony, and write down all the segments so I could go and read them off a list. And I didn't see this is part of this is part of this. This is a segment in itself is to talk (laughs) about the segments to talk about, like the disorganization of the podcast. I mean, as we get started, uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We we appreciate our loyal listeners. Oh, well, that's we, a segment. We go through the numbers of the last episode, right? We we do this every month. Um, we don't we, know we what we do every hear, month. We'd love to hear from you. But we still do it. Oh, what if they could reach out to me? Send me a... No, they tried to add. <laughs> have you seen a, the Facebook group and people try to add? And I have to cook them out and, and then <laughs> I had to make it private. Like, who are we, these random people? We should I don't create, think they're like, listeners. No, we should create like uh, an email that's for people who want to email in and comment about the podcast. That's right. So Jane Eyre has had 21 plays. Mm. M, 15, Lady Hawk, 10, A Room with a View, 5. Oh, man, that was a tough one. <laughs> Chad and Sean Talk Weezer are still sitting at 65, so it's been stagnant for a month. Cinema, Cinema Paradiso, six. Some Like It Hot, 10. Saving Mr. Banks, seven. Piccadilly Gym, eight. Escape from Q Hall with, uh, with Carrie and Jessica, 15. So let's see if uh, this episode can get those numbers up. Spread the word, what everyone. What I want to know is how many of those 15 episodes on our Escape from Q Hall episode are just somebody trying to make sure that you edited everything accurately <laughs> that's right did, just I don't think it over and over again did anybody go back and listen to that i have not i listened to it so sean's a listener mm-hmm. but you weren't part of the original conversation though i wasn't I, I i think i've listened to all of your podcasts that i haven't been a guest on except for your mission ones sorry i don't care very much about your mission buddies that's okay <laughs> Yeah, Paul was a mission buddy. Chad. Um, I was born on January 29th. You, you just said year 1984. I'd have even said the year. Did yeah, I say 1984. The year? Come on. <clears throat> what podcast does Chad listen to? Uh, Joe Rogan. No. It's the most popular one in the in like in the world. That's why I guess it. Oh, I didn't I don't see know what this. podcast you listen to. Uh, 
Malcolm Gladwell's revision, revisionist history. That's a good one. I don't think he listens to it. That's a good one. No, I don't listen to that. He listens to weird ones. I know you used to listen to Quit It, but they stopped making that. Quit It stopped five or six years ago. So you listen to some like you listen to now. Like, but I do have I do have like whatever happened to Pizza McDonald's. So that's a good one. Oh yeah, that one's really good. (laughs) Lizard people is good. It's about no. Lizard people. It's got uh, about conspiracy theories. That's why I was guessing Joe Rogan was just because you'd like to hear conspiracy theories. Freedom, Stay Up Homekins, uh, Chad's various podcasts. I'm a subscriber. Of course. Blank Check with Griffin and David. Have you guys ever listened to that one? It's great. It's a movie podcast. Uh, how did this get made still? Fever Dreams. All right. Mario's Murders. It's a good one. Oh, Murders. Reggie. Reggie. Reggie is the horse oh. in Breath of the Wild. Chad's favorite Chinese food treat. Anybody have a guess? You threw in treat. Crab no. Rangoon. Yeah, it's kind of. It's just the cream cheese. Uh, what's whatever it is. Those little fried wonton cream fried cheese wontons. things. They're so good. Brazil. Brazil. What's the mission? Hiberal Preto. Nope. I don't know how to Paul. That was you. Oh yep. no. It's Juan Pessoa. Juan Pessoa, that's right. My yeah. my brother went to Hiberal Preto, so I'm when, when was he when was he there? Long after you. Um oh, okay. when would he have left? At Jefferson? I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a little over four years older than him. So very cool. That's crazy. I can okay. name quite a few movies that Chad watched this last year. <laughs> well, you skipped number six. Anybody have a guess? Uh, 175. Ooh, 183. Uh, closer. 187. I know. I've hey, put on at least 10 pounds. We're body positive here. There's like, there's that number is morally neutral. Like, <laughs> Does anybody, can anybody name a song from Merry Christmas, Chad, volume three? Um, I listened to them all. Is that true? And what does Chad watch on TV Saturdays at 5 p.m.? Oddly specific. Do you actually watch TV? Yeah, PBS. This has been invoked several times in this podcast. Great British baking show. No, it's Lawrence Welk. Yep. Oh. Mm. Is the Holly and the Ivy? Was that a song? Yep. Okay, I got one. You got one. What song did Chad learn to play from the Van Weezer album? Oh, I know this one too. All the good ones, Precious Metal Girl, Hero, Sheila Can Do It. It's Precious Metal Girl. It is. Precious Metal Girl. But you Girl. can play Sheila Can Do It. That's just three chords. You don't have to know <laughs> that one to play it. <laughs> And name a Chad vacation location from 2021. Brigham City. Yeah, I guess so. Jason's house. <clears throat> he wishes. Yeah, because I went there. Rachel didn't go there. Mm-hmm. And then what type of car did Chad drive in high school? Didn't you drive a boat? One like a big old. No, that was in college. Remember when I got that Crown Vic? 
That was fun. No, it was a Nissan Datsun Sentra hatchback. Moving on to Paul's movie, The Vast of Night. Spoiler alert, I loved it. It was so great. Every second, except for like the first 20 minutes. And then it got really great. But the first 20 minutes were great, too. Paul. They're important thematically. Oh, they were great. Paul, walk us through why you picked it. And then we're going to watch the trailer. And then you're going to go through the plot. And then we're going to go around and everyone's going to have some things to say. And then Jason's going to go through his list. And we'll go that far, I guess. So why'd you pick this, Paul? Okay, so um, I remember the first time that I watched it, it kind of had all the allure of like a, like an indie band that you're pretty sure like one or two songs in that you're going to like, but not other people know about yet. Like, and so you're like, what? What is this thing that I'm seeing that I haven't heard about? And so I think like maybe that's how it started where it was like it was cool because i thought not everybody would know about it comma however comma i quickly like fell in love with um just the whole the whole ambiance that's created right like where who are these people what are their lives why do i care so much and just from like an acting standpoint i have i've never no i've acted in two things I was in a play in third grade where I had like two lines and a, a play in eighth grade where I had one line um, but I can't imagine just being on point for 10 minutes as somebody like slowly gets closer to my face and having to emote and like whatever it is but like and I feel like everybody in the, everybody in the movie just crushes their 10 minutes everybody has an amazing 10 minutes whether it's yeah even if it's just over the radio. And I was like, whoa, it only has a handful of characters, but I'm so invested in all of yeah, them. Yeah, Billy did a great job. Yeah. Not just all on the, as a voice on the, yeah. over the telephone. He was great. I know, I know. And then I, and so then I thought, okay, do I love it because it's sci-fi because I can go down to like a B minus C plus sci-fi rabbit hole and like never feel bad about it. But I was like, no, I don't think it's just that. I think it's like, it's, it's just doing all kinds of things that are subverting my expectations. Like, is it an homage to the old radio shows or is it flipping it on its head? Is it like, you know, homage to the old like Twilight Zone episodes and stuff or is it flipping it on its head? And then just the fact that like, I continuously felt something all the way through. And I know that's like super heady and, or whatever, but like, but I, I felt something the whole way through. Um, Oh, gosh, why else did I, did I choose that movie? Were you just searching Amazon and saw that it was there? Or did you know about it before? Was it in any like film mm. festivals or something? Or did, did someone I, tell you about it? Or did you just stumble upon it? Oh, uh, I read like Roger Ebert, um, rogerebert.com, like religiously, like everything that comes out. Um, mm. But I often will look at like the stars and then go watch something and then see if I agree with like how many stars were given, not necessarily like read through the review pre-watching or something. Um, so I think that's how it came to my, like how it showed up. Um, 
I mean, oh, I want to know. I want to know if you remember your lines from the two things you acted in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, in third grade, I was the king, and I said, "Just think, daughter. Tomorrow <laughs> you will be wed." And then the whole rest of the play was about how she didn't want to marry this guy, and I was just like not on stage the whole time. <laughs> uh, and then the eighth grade one yeah. I, I can't believe the answer is yes uh, well i mean if you only have two lines like you don't have to have like a lot of bandwidth or whatever to like keep that in place but like um yeah the eighth grade one i was uh supposed to be a jock maybe playing against type because i was like 57 pounds or something like that and um i just was supposed to push this nerd down some stairs and then laugh at him so I, wow. I think I, I remember both of those. That's yes. good. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I should clear that space for something better, but uh, triple mint gum or something. But yeah. Um, so I, I, I love everything about the movie. I love the cinematography. I think the actors crush it. I think the fact that um, oh, I, it felt like, okay, so this, this is why I keep going back to like, trying to describe it and then just telling people that they should watch it and then sometimes being disappointed when they only make it 10 minutes in or something yeah I, i'm just like just let it wash over you like see if you can go through that tv you know will you are you willing to meet the thing more than halfway um because it was just such a, a cool ride for me and i was thinking the whole time like is the payoff going to be that they finally see aliens the payoff going to be that they finally see ufo and by the time you see the ufo it doesn't matter to me because i just love the people that i've watched for 90 minutes like mm -hmm. and so i thought wow i hope that this person who created this film like that they don't immediately like they're not given a marvel movie and have like, you seen his picture have you seen a picture of the director? Yeah, his beard so, goes to his navel. It's amazing. Yeah. His hair is out to like yeah. it's a completely surrounding. Yeah, it's, he's he's a grizzly. He's a grizzly. I know. Bear. And I kept, but I kept thinking like, <laughs> like you know, thank goodness you only had ten dollars to make this movie uh -huh. because I think if you would have had, he financed it himself. Right. I think if you would have had all the pyrotechnics, he makes commercials for like the NFL team in Houston or something like that. Or yeah. In, in San, in, no in oklahoma city yeah it was i just thought it was the coolest so i know i'm not doing it justice as far as like describing why but hopefully like somebody doing discourse analysis can at least like tell that like there's deep enthusiasm behind this non-eloquent like like description that i'm giving so so now i'm done all right jason okay. let's watch the trailer okay Number, please. Oh, man. Hang on. Boo. Just kidding, Jason. I love you still. Volume up, evidently. That works perfect thematically that the technology was please. Working. W. 
WOTW Radio in Cayuga, New Mexico, and this is the news for the hour. Now, what would you like to tell us about yourself? I don't know. Cool, aren't you like some big science girl? Tell me about science. Edward, it's Faye. I'm a sound king for the board. You interrupted your radio show. What's sound here at WOTW. We got a sound we'd like to play that seems to be bouncing around the valley tonight. Yes, I have a story that might be helpful. I can tell you what's going on. The sound we heard out in the desert. It was coming from thousands of feet higher than anything could fly. They've come here before. They've liked this place. They always have. It's a great score too. The music was great. I can't believe they showed that car scene in the trailer. That was like intense in the movie when they started playing it and they, they both started looking up. It's one of the few moments of like action type intensity. So it's made uh-huh. for a trailer a little bit more than a lot of the rest of the movie is. I, I guess, but I'm glad I didn't see the trailer. I'm glad I just went in cold and just like, what is this? And just, it was like a slow creep and we just watched it over. And I was like, Paul was like, just washed. And then I could smell that gymnasium. Like uh, I went to Box Elder Middle School, which used to be the old Box Elder High School. And they had the old high school gymnasium. And it was like that with the domed and like the floor was like springboard almost. And so like the noises of the basketball make a different sound than like normal gymnasiums do. And there was like tunnels underneath the, uh, underneath the stands. And he was walking through those tunnels and put the trombone in like, I know how that smells too. (laughs) I I know this gymnasium walk around with a cigarette and like, that's this is, it's great. It was made for me. I work in the desert where they hide those things at a DOE facility. I've been I've been on a business trip to White Sands in New Mexico. And it's I'm like, oh man, that would be so great if this was real. And then this is like the year where the FBI, the government like releases UFO documents and no one cares. What kind of year are we living in right now? <laughs> All right, Paul, you're up. Keep on talking, and then we'll go around in a circle. 
okay. favorite parts or memorable mm-hmm. things? Favorite parts. Oh my gosh. Are we going to get the the plot summary? Oh yeah, walk us through the the plot. All right. So, oh, I've forgotten the two names. It's Faye and, Faye and Everett. Everett. Okay. So, uh, shut up, Faye. Dude, I know he's so cruel to Faye, but like she, she's like I love that turning point where she gets all pissed at him, and I'm like, oh, thank you, Faye, for like becoming who I needed you to become over the course of this film instead of getting like, you know, just treated like garbage, uh, and not. I think it was not like full blown garbage, but he was definitely all about his his radios for a sec. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's just a a movie about hey, what if um people exist from different places and they come and they kind of mess with the humans here on earth and they come pick them up in the desert and then people who are really young i guess are either naive enough or um pure enough to figure it all out and then we just follow these two characters um where, like I said, like at the end, whether they get abducted by aliens or not, to me was was almost like a non-issue. I, the whole movie to me feels like if the Coen brothers loved their characters instead of like love to watch characters suffer the whole time. Because I feel like it, there's just so much, each person has such uh, personality and they're given that, that time to shine. So yeah, that's kind of a few of the things I could say. It's not a great summary either. I'm, I'm having such a hard time, guys. I missed a whole year and I, it just, it threw off my groove as far as being able to summarize texts, I guess. <laughs> summarize so. it, give us a profound lecture. Yeah, like no, we- no profundity. It's just, I, I, I super loved it and, and want to know what other people thought. Great. Um, I guess we're just going to go, what's on my screen? Paul's in the top right. So we're going to go down to Anthony then to William, then over to Sean, then up to Jessica and to Jason. And then I don't know if it's going to go up to Carrie or down to Rachel. So Anthony, you're up. This was such a great experience. Thank you, Paul, for the recommendation. Uh, the I read like a very quick, uh, not summary in terms of like what happens, but just probably the Amazon Prime summary like description of what it was and so i had a sense that like it would be ufos but spoiler one warning to our listeners um but uh <laughs> it, it um but i also was like well maybe but maybe it isn't maybe maybe just the characters uh think it is or something and and that that was exactly like what the movie was and so i thought that was such a great uh, even the description kind of like not they were able to keep enough back in that description uh, I in recent months I know so, some of the rest of you do this I've come to watch the shows and movies that I do with closed captioning on um, just it helps me quite a bit and that at least during that those first several minutes I had to turn them off because they they were talking so much i could not read it fast enough um uh and and i I was missing things because i was trying to read everything that had been said um 
which was just exciting uh, to to kind of have that experience because a lot of times scripts are written in a way for comprehension, right? Um, like, and and the whole thing is going to be blocked in a way where it's like, okay, we're going to look at this character while they're speaking, and then while they're still speaking, we're going to look at the other character to see their reaction, and then they're going to start speaking, and it's just all very uh, easy to follow, and and it's often just. I mean, and that happened a fair amount in this movie too, where it's often just two or three people in a room talking to each other. Um, but I mean, from the first bit where the story's about the squirrel biting, uh, like the electric wires, like that just like carried through like this idea of, of something being, something that's supposed to be transmitted that's interrupted, uh, that that some other force comes in and makes the world different than the way you tried to make it. Um, and like, like has been discussed already, the performances were just so great. The, yeah, long camera shots. Um, though most of the time, uh, except for when, they are like at the radio station and at the switchboard you don't get a lot of a lot of like close-ups of faces um that are typical for a movie um especially one that's as uh it was dim as dependent on dialogue as this one is and um, it was the lighting wasn't bright they were wearing right. these horn rim glasses like who are these people it's not like right up in their face we're following them from behind or whatever yeah, and it's just recording like, them from like with a row of cars between them, like mm -hmm. um, absolutely. Uh, the what was what was I going to say? Let me think just for a second. Um, so much of it was. Uh, oh, I wanted to talk briefly about the framing device of like the Twilight Zone, like television show apparently we're watching so it does that a few different times a lot of times when there is and a lot of times it was like during a transition or when just one character usually Faye is like on screen and a lot of times if you have just one character on screen they sort of become your point of view character like you're like like I am with Faye as she runs down the street but then if you provide that like frame of like the, of the TV, you're then aware of like, of one yourself watching her, but of like a presence like watching. And so, and so it sort of messes with that idea. Like, am I, am I with Faye? Am I, am I like sharing her point of view? and then feel like I'm being watched because I'm watching her or am I taking the point of view of the thing that is maybe watching her? Um, uh, I, so I really, really like those parts. Um, I loved that so much of it was storytelling just about things that weren't there. Like whether it's them with the, with the recorder at the beginning or, or Bill calling into the radio or uh, the old woman talking about her son. Uh, 
so much of it was just about st storytelling and listening to to stories um and which is really cool in a, a piece of art that takes the idea of storytelling so seriously uh i i i was let i was I mean, to finish the way that it did, it was just incredible the, to have sort of this, the whole thing is sort of about wonder and awe and this thing like bigger than you that and mystery. And, but if you have that, like in the middle or the beginning of the movie, then there's a lot less wonder, like, but instead to just do it once and do it at the end, it is sort of this one, like, is it bad or good to be abducted? Like maybe they're off to some paradise because they were, I don't know. Like, um, uh, but you knew that it had to happen when he kept talking throughout how he just wanted to get out of this place. Like it, it was Chekhov's like wish, you know, <laughs> to, to have him say over and over again, I can't wait till I get out of here. I was like, oh no, that he's a goner for sure. So that's, those are some of my thoughts. So thumbs up then? <laughs> Toes up, thumbs up. Hey, Will, can we hear you now? No. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yay! Hear me now. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, you can hear me? Yeah. All right. I'm going to. My my phone doesn't have a speakerphone for some reason. That's right. Yep. So I'm gonna just put it up to my ear. Just talk like you're you're on the phone, old school style. Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> Plug it into uh, the switchboard. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, that was kind of neat seeing how all that worked. I, yeah. Like I, I, I love analog worked, things. But, um, I didn't Switches. realize exactly how it worked, and that was kind of insightful. I like that. I still really don't know how exactly it works. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> She's just plugging things in. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. Uh, so when I, when I first started watching the movie, I was like, "What the heck is this? What is going on?" Like, I felt the immersion that you guys are talking about, where you like feel it's so weird that it kind of takes you out of the fact that you're watching a movie and it's like, Oh, this is almost like you're, you've gone back in time and you're there and you get to see all the ordinary mundane things that aren't usually in movies um, to make you feel like you're actually there following them. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I loved the acting. Uh, I hated how dim it was. Like I couldn't see anyone's faces, like you said before. And my TV's like, it has some, uh, backlights that are going out and so like it was really horrible seeing it in the like all the scenes were so dark and it didn't look well on my didn't look good on my tv so um that was kind of lame um, not much to see though it's more like of a teleplay like a kind of like paul was saying like a radio where yeah. people are just telling stories and things so it but it like i was getting frustrated when they was it the hole in the trees when they were uh -huh. like, Oh, it's real. The UFO is real. And I'm like, wait, what are they looking at? There's some stars. And I don't know. I think there's some trees there. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should have turned up the brightness on my TV or something. I, 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 re 
I didn't My figure it really, out really... until they changed perspective. And then I'm like, oh, uh, I see it now. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mystery. On my really, really bright 8K TV, like there's not anything to see in that part. So you didn't. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. I was about to go out and buy a new TV. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, some other things that, like, I understand what you guys are saying about all the good things about this movie, and I can respect that. Um, but it, the, a lot of it bothered me. Some of the things that you say are our art like the the transitions man i hated how long the transitions were and i'm like <laughs> where are they going like that the jumanji music when they're going from phase house to the school to the radio station i'm like what is going on yeah through the basketball game up the rafters yeah and like <clears throat> going back out to that uh old 50s tv and like the uh the situation of it being like a, the twilight zone like is it do they really have to tell us that this is supposed to have the vibes of the twilight zone because i i feel like i could have just gotten that from watching the movie i I don't know what the purpose of that first intro scene of having the tv was um but i guess i'm not deep either so (laughs) (laughs) so don't listen to me um let's see faye took her baby sister she, yeah. she took her baby sister and then she got abducted by aliens. What's her poor mom going to do? I know, working <laughs> nights. It's... She should she should have just left her sister because her... Uh, her sister her was uncle. alone. She was alone. He, she thought she was alone. The babysitter was on the roof though, right? I feel you like know, the baby is better off alone. The babysitter got abducted. She wasn't there. Spaceship. Wait, did Look, the babysitter get abducted? No, no. Yeah. They were on the roof looking at the aliens. No, they were making out gone. on the roof. No, she called. She they had a conversation. It disconnected. Maybe. I don't remember that part. Okay. So the whole town is just in the spaceship now. Is that what's going on? Everyone that wasn't at the basketball game. <laughs> so the, the opposite happened. The old lady thought the basketball game was going to be abducted. Is that right? She said something like that. No, like, I think it's the opposite of the that. Opposite. Where she's like, they like messing with people in in small groups oh the aliens waited yeah they waited until everyone was gathered and tucked out of the way neatly in a community gathering and then the everyone who didn't go they were targeting yeah that makes sense okay and it's so sick to see like how the whole town is dead except for the basketball game where you take this seven minute jaunt around like oh my gosh okay oh william did not like that it's okay (laughs) (laughs) that was pretty creepy seeing the town empty like that yeah Uh, i don't know if that was just the nature of the town or was that how it was back then i went Uh, to the google maps of where that town was filmed and it was a quite a fun little uh street view tour that i went around and it it was like that in that town (laughs) this main street if you took all the cars out and it was at nighttime yep it looks like a 1950s town nice storefronts uh, where was it at where was it filmed oh i don't know some little town in texas i can't remember texas. the name oh, okay. of it all right it's south um, of uh south of dallas got it okay <clears throat> um let's see also the whole plot being storytelling um i'm just not used to that it felt it was hard to stay awake and my wife was watching it with me and she fell asleep um did you stay awake yeah i stayed awake um i guess i liked um i liked the uh did you i guess you can't i can't ask if i liked it so 
because she, she fell asleep. No, she didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked how they, um, so they had the, the they were uh, trying to bring across the point that um, storytelling breeds misinformation where it starts with the, the rat chewing the wire, the squirrel chewing the wire. And they really, um, they really emphasize that. And then later on, you're hearing the story of Billy and you're hearing the story of the old lady and like, things aren't really matching up. Like what, what, like you always have to suspect that something is wrong because of the example they gave with the squirrel chewing the wire in the beginning is what I got out of that. Anyway, overall, I'd say it wasn't, it was an interesting movie to watch for sure. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd watch it again. Yeah. I watched it again and I loved it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just not cultured guys. I'm sorry. I'm no, well, I also love uh, Lady Hawk. So we can, we can live in the same world. Okay. All right. Sounds good. It, this movie did miss out by not having like a nasally Matthew Broderick. <laughs> and and the music was not uh, Alan Parsons. Alan so. Parsons. That would have been awesome to have an Alan Parsons synth score on this, on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do have a question. The very beginning song, is that like, is that the doors or is it just supposed to sound like the doors? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Didn't I, catch I, it. That would be one query. Like I could find that probably pretty easily, but that would have been over budget. Yeah, yeah, probably right. I I wanted to ask the question, Chad. You mentioned sort of working in areas that this reminded you of. I, Paul, I I meant to ask this of of you as you were giving sort of your first. Uh, pitch about the movie but just um like how you related to the movie as coming from like a small southwest town uh, like that yeah was this your hometown paul uh well maybe in the 50s or something like when my hometown was still when things were still functional instead of like how it kind of just was unraveling yeah uh, my hometown is like the city from the cars movies but like if they never fixed the highway and it just always like <laughs> if, if it always went around radiator springs or whatever like that's how my <laughs> but i was but i thought um like yeah for a kid who grew up on the edge of the reservation like really interesting to like how they how they talk about like the various racialized identities you know um the way oh she's like oh they're indians and when they're wearing their basketball uniforms they look like grown men just thinking about like how certain ethnic minorities grow up faster than occasions anyways i think probably it was like a mirror text in that way and maybe that's why i loved it so much because i was like i know people who want to leave a place and probably aren't going to be able to i know people who um <laughs> don't know who their dads are and yet are making the most out of like those situations and don't even know how to dream beyond a certain level because anything past the next meal or whatever is 
sorry i've got my own spaceship noise it's just a second <laughs> is that you paul <laughs> that is my son i was like wondering if those are my kids in the background i don't know <laughs> it's great jessica you got something no why are we doing oh which way oh we were doing sean and then jessica sorry jessica okay sean. i'll go um so i feel like I kind of landed in between William and everybody else where a lot of these things you guys have been talking about like really worked for me and some of them just didn't. Um, I kind of was not, I like movies like this. I like movies that there's lots of talking and storytelling and I don't need all the spectacle, but I definitely wasn't in the right headspace to absorb a movie like this when I turned it on. So I kind of want to watch it again, you know, when I'm have a better, you know, frame of, of mind to, kind of take it all in but like the I, I have a, a handful of notes so I'll just kind of look through them like the the whole paradox theater thing for me that didn't work I really liked Anthony's perspective but it didn't do that for me for me it felt like they were trying to like set a uh like a, a feeling like an emotional context okay this is sort of an old-timey twilight zone type of story that you're about to hear and we're going to remind you of that a couple times in the middle but I felt like it already did that by itself. And so I didn't need this like other thing telling me that this is what it was referencing because I already kind of got it. Um, the beginning of the movie was very noisy and I was not on board until it slowed down. Like until they got outside and started interviewing people in the cars, that's when I like kind of started to, to get it. But at first I was like, man, if this whole movie's like this, I'm not going to have a good time. Um, but I, I did like the contrast, I guess, like looking back on it, I liked how that beginning part was so noisy as a, you know, contrast to the, the quietness of the rest of the movie. Um, so one of the things that like really messed with me the whole time I was watching this. So my, um, I might have talked about this before, but my grandpa and other members of my family recorded like tons of audio. So for the past many years I've been transferring cassette tapes onto the computer and then more recently I realized like there's all these reel-to-reel -reel tapes in somebody's basement somewhere and I should be doing those too so for the past like Holy cow. year and a half maybe I've been like dealing with reel-to-reel -reel tapes as somebody who doesn't really understand it so I'm seeing stuff like they're putting these you know going through this box and checking all these reels to see what's on and he has this little thing that like cranks the tape on there and I'm like oh my gosh I need one of those like, <laughs> like it's such a pain to get tape onto one of the other reels and like anytime they they play one of the tapes it's like okay that tape's moving at three and a quarter inches per second weren't tapes back in the 50s going at seven and a half inches per second or 15 <laughs> inches per second yeah and like if this is broadcast quality he's talking about that shouldn't it be like a faster tape speed for better quality and it's like not not like i'm smart and i know these things it's like I've been struggling with this and have no idea and I'm trying to figure it out. So I'm like watching the movie and thinking, okay, I need to go look up on Wikipedia and see what tape speed they were using. In the That's late right. <laughs> and yeah. So it was just like, I don't know. I, I they, they used that as like a sort of nostalgic technology kind of reference. And I think it works really well for that. For me specifically at this particular moment of my life, it was like a huge distraction. Well, Wikipedia um, said they had all working analog instruments. So like that phone switchboard, they actually found a working phone switchboard and that's okay. what they was on. And the same thing with the reel to reel, but I don't know if it was 
broadcast broadcast quality from the 1950s <laughs> like it was supposed to be. <laughs> um, well, my, my next note is about the long take, which I really enjoyed. I always like, you know, when somebody can do a really long take and pull it off. And by far, my favorite was the switchboard. And one of my other notes was that I want to change careers to be a switchboard operator, but I think maybe I was born in the wrong generation. Um, yeah, you can eavesdrop then, on everyone's hot gossip. That'd be amazing. <laughs> hot gossip. And then my last thing that I have, um, well, oh, I skipped over one. Like William, I also was kind of put off by how dark it was. I get it. I mean, the movie is the vast of night. Like it's a dark movie that's all happening at night. Um, so I, I would have preferred to be able to see a little bit more. But um, I also think that being such a low budget film, if you shoot something that dark, it can look a lot better. Like, I, I don't know if we're trying to avoid spoilers for our many listeners, but a lot of the stuff at the end where you know, a, a regular blockbuster movie could show like a lot and have this huge spectacular thing. The fact that it's shot so dark makes um, something that you could convincingly show with a low budget that doesn't seem out of place, that seems believable. Yeah, that's um, why Godzilla always fights in the rain at nighttime. I didn't know that, but it makes sense. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, the other thing that I really liked about it, it, it really felt, I mean, it definitely is tapping into nostalgia, but like the specific kind of mystery that it shows, like I feel like a lot of movies and sci-fi these days is really big, right? I'm thinking of like Arrival, which is another movie that I loved, where from the beginning you're seeing these gigantic spaceships and these beautiful aliens, and they're trying to like unsolve the mystery of these aliens. And this feels like the way that I thought about UFOs is like a 12 year old, you know, it's like people telling stories and you hear something from somebody and you're not sure if it's true and you don't really know how to fact check it. And maybe something's going on, but you don't really believe it, but maybe so. And they just like, don't, don't show you. Um, and I, I don't know, it just, it felt like that type of mystery felt really nostalgic for me. And to go off of like what Paul was saying earlier, um, I enjoyed that feeling and being with the characters throughout the whole movie more than the ending and I almost wish that like the ending were much more ambiguous I wish they would have just not given us anything and let us kind of wonder because I feel like that would have fit in a lot more with the the mystery that they built up through through the rest of the movie so that's what I've got thumbs up middle I, I liked it I it was like a a seven out of 10, but I feel like if I were in the right frame of mind, it would have been like a nine. I, I, I need to rewatch it for sure. Yeah. Jessica, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> it's a little late for this part of the podcast. Um, Everybody, welcome to the podcast for all those <laughs> listeners at home. I'm Chad. All our many listeners. Um, I just finished watching this like an hour ago because <laughs> you had a whole week. Me. Remember? I know it was stupid, and I ended up watching most of it on my phone, and like okay. the last twenty minutes on TV. So I really need to go back and watch it. I want to um, have basically no notes. I really enjoyed it. It was great. Ten out of ten. I really liked it. It was short. How old was Everett supposed to be? 
like fresh Nibbles out of high school, school like 18, no, 19, both, or was he still in like, high school? I think they're both like 16, 17. You think they're, they're the same like, age? I you don't think so, Jason? I think no, he I was think... like a senior or out of, fresh out of high school. I think he, he graduated. 16. I think he's like recently graduated. That's what I thought. She's, she's like maybe a senior, junior or something. No, she's like 16. So what does that mean in high school? Junior? Could be. Yes. Yeah, sure. Junior. In the fall. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is they're, they're like roughly the same. I like when they, uh, over the weather report, they said it was 62 degrees and it's 62 degrees like during the day and it's still kind of cold at 62. So a little bit suspicious where they weren't wearing jackets. That's just my takeaway. <laughs> wow. That was oddly specific takeaway. Uh, you liked it, Jessica? Going to watch it again? Uh, yeah, I will watch it again. Um I was going to say, I favorite actually scene. like favorite scene. Oh gosh. I don't know. I watched it on my phone, so I don't have one. <laughs> um, what would be my favorite scene? I mean, I loved Faye at the switchboard. I think she did a really wonderful job. Um, I don't know how experienced she is in, as an actress, but I think she carried off a lot of like I don't know it's not heavy work but a lot of these scenes depended entirely on her and I think she she pulled it off um yeah. I actually really liked the framing of the twilight zone I think rather than intending to tell you this is this kind of thing like we're trying to reference this thing I think I can't remember who it was that said it like creates a remove like somebody's watching I think that's part of it but I also think it creates some doubt about the nature of reality in this story. Like, are we watching something that's actually happening to these characters or are we meant to think that this is just a late night vignette that we're watching on TV? So I appreciated it. Um, what other thoughts did I have? Yeah, nothing. It was great, loved it. Cool. Should we do the ladies first and then Jason's notes at the end? Yeah, let's save Jason's notes for the end, and then we'll find out if Karen watched it or liked it. Uh, I'll go, and then it'll be Carrie, and then Rachel, and then Jason. So mine, I already talked about <clears throat> Box Elder Middle School used to be Box Elder High School, and the eight, and the gym is the same. So brought back. There's also an old Indian school in Brigham City, and uh, they tore it all down. But growing up, the old Indian school gymnasium turned into like a roller skate rink and it had the same type of domed roof. And so we'd go to classic state skating and rent these old, old roller skates and go around the, the old Indian school gymnasium. So those gymnasiums really like, I loved it. I love seeing the gymnasium scenes. I loved when Everett was talking about selling out uh, Elvis's carpet and Faye called him out for being a liar. <laughs> He's like, shut up, Faye. I love that so much. I loved it when he went into the, the gym and stole that kid's trump trombone. Because the kid wasn't in a band or anything. He just was one of those obnoxious kids that brought a trombone to the 
to the basketball game and it was going to blow it during the game. And he's like, I'm saving himself from himself. And he took the trombone and just put it in some random locker. And then he walked out and the guys drove by in the truck and he's like, how woo coyotes. I like those guys or whatever. It's like nonstop talking. And then all of a sudden it just got quiet. Uh, the second time around, I enjoyed that fast dialogue a lot better than the first time around. Just because I wasn't like trying to follow like what's going on. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just enjoying it. Talking about the science. I loved the interviews. Uh, it reminded me as a kid, I had one of those um, Home Alone 2 talk boys and uh, would like talk in it and Evan would talk in it or whatever my friends would. So that's fun. I didn't have a reel to reel with a microphone, but it felt similar. And then sitting next to Rachel when they're playing the sound in the car and everyone's looking up and they're like, Oh man, I love that kind of stuff. Hey, <laughs> Were Mo you watching that by yourself, Anthony? Was that what's going on? Well, I always watch these by myself. That was so unsettling. Then. <laughs> Which part? Oh, the, in the when car. When their heads start floating uh -huh. up towards the roof of the car. Like, yeah. Yeah, because the, the foreshadowing of that old lady telling the story of like how she would talk to her son in her sleep and they'd talk and that that she memorized it and they recorded it. And I thought I thought he was going to take the paper and read it over the radio or something like that. But he happened to catch it on this recording and re rewinded it and then started playing it in the car. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so that was fun. That old, that old lady's interview was fun, how it just sat on her side view for like 10 minutes and then all of a sudden switch to like right into her face. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. My grandpa died when, when my dad was 17 and he was like a nuclear engineer at the Idaho National Labs outside of Idaho Falls. And he had a bunch of hobbies and uh like rock collecting and things like that and one of his hobbies was to interview people that have seen ufos and then they'd post it in like a newspaper or a article and my cousin wrote a biography about my grandpa and he had some of these headlines and these articles and things like that and so he'd travel across the west and interview first person accounts of inter of ufo encounters wow and and uh one of them was guy fossey and willie begay and they were two native american guys and they were uh they were out drinking and they were in the middle of this forest and like the, these ufo came right in front of them and they went to the sheriff and it was a big old story and so my grandpa went out and interviewed them in person. So he, he would track down radio. So I've got UFOs in my family. I've got memories of old school, high school gymnasiums, gymnasiums. And then uh, I work at like a DOE facility where this type of thing would take place, where they would dig up and bury these type of secret things. It's made for me, guys. I love this movie. I'm like this is my type of movie. Thank you, Paul. I saw it on uh, I saw it on Amazon Prime, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that that's probably good. And I probably wouldn't have ever gone back and watched it because I never like put it on my watch list. And I 
have anxiety of so many things I need to watch and never have time to get around to. So I just end up watching Magnum PI. <laughs> Guys, let's take a second and talk about Magnum PI. <laughs> I went to the library and got Magnum PI uh, season five. Uh, it was filmed in 1984. <clears throat> and Rachel doesn't care about it. And I tell her all this Magnum PI trivia, and she's like, I don't care. <laughs> and he's got the shortest shorts and the coolest mustache. Drives around in Higgins Ferrari or whatever it is. And he looks so old and grizzled and cool. And I looked up when he was born and when it was filmed. And he's my age. He's, he's 38 <laughs> when it's filmed. And I'm watching Magna P.I. Just like wrinkles and mustache. And like he's got his shirt off, just complete chest hair and things like that. He's like, that's my age. Am I really as old as Magnum PI? It was nuts. Mm. So, uh, Carrie, you're up. You have a new goal for 2022, I hope. Yeah. I'm going to get some hair dye just for men. And not shave my chest. Thank you, Jessica. (laughs) Carrie, you're up. Well, I like to watch Murder, She Wrote, and they had a crossover episode with Magnum P.I., and it was a little frustrating because I didn't know what happened in Magnum P.I., although I do watch that show sometimes. Anyway, um, as far as the best of night goes, um, I took something different from the wires being chewed part, although I think both Anthony and William are right. Like For me, that just showed like what a small town it was, that that was such a big story that kept being repeated at the beginning like that, that that's a big deal. Um, as far as it being framed as like a Twilight Zone type thing, part of that worked for me and part of it didn't. Like I felt like even though they were trying to go for like a Twilight Zone thing, Twilight Zone for me is like a morality tale where it's like trying to teach a lesson or show like someone learning you know, something or, you know, being punished or whatever in it. And I didn't feel like that rang true for this story, at least for me. But I did like that because it was framed that way, the story didn't feel as real as it could have otherwise. Because like, for me, I loved these characters. I thought they were perfection you can tell that like the writer director loved them they were just so endearing um and so at the end with what happened to them and Faye's little sister like I liked that it felt like a Twilight Zone episode where maybe it really didn't happen to them in real life because it was just a made-up story I don't know if that makes sense but that like helped me feel better (laughs) about what happened to them (laughs) because like I felt like Everett was so cocky and Faye like was so plucky like those were the two descriptions for me the two adjectives that felt like the most true for both of them and they were just so cute and just so endearing um I like how anytime that Faye would say that talking about Everett and then anybody that she was talking to would be like, oh, that boy from the radio, I like him. I, I, think, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like everyone was like approving of their like friendship and like courting. Uh-huh. I don't know, like 
tell their like friends and hang out. It's like, yeah, you should hang out with him more. <laughs> well, he's so cute because I like how he talks about how he hurts girls' feelings on accident. And then you get a little bit of an insight that he he might be well admired and well liked, but he also doesn't always know how to talk to girls and how, you know, to flirt or whatever. And I feel like Faye was very good at like, you know, over the course of the movie, like building up in her confidence and being able to call him on his crap when he is, you know, crossing the line or, or whatever, just their whole dynamic was just so, it was really cute. Um, I loved all the monologues of the different people, like the black man on the, um, on the radio. And I was reading an article about it because I wanted to know like what other people thought about it. And and they talked about it in the movie too, about the fact that he was black and all the other people that worked at these sites were black and how that made it so they wouldn't be believed. And um, I thought that was very um, poignant. Like that was just sad that that was a part. And I thought it was interesting that they drew attention to that in this movie. Um, and yeah, I loved the mother and like her really long monologue. I thought it was interesting how they did go back for her baby sister like that and how she, the baby was there at the end too, like how they chose to have the baby there instead of just the two of them together. Like, I want to know, you know, I want to talk to the director or writer about like, why did he choose to have that baby there too? Um but as far as like my favorite part goes, I love when Faye just goes running. Like she forgets that Everett stole this car and like the way she runs, like how her elbows go all the way back like that. Like it's just such an old timey way of running <laughs> where she must have practiced that. Cause like girls do not run like that in this day and age. So it was just, yeah. Anyway. What are you running for? I, I got a car. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just used to running. <laughs> <laughs> I walk everywhere. I walk everywhere. <laughs> I know the shortcuts. <laughs> but she's perfect and he's perfect. I just love both of them. They were great. Yeah. And remember when he tells like the one girl, he's like, I don't care how you look like in your nightgown or whatever. Yeah. And then he's just yeah. like, <laughs> like, like, like again, like of being offensive, but not trying to be offensive. And then having like a, a radio persona, like as soon as he locks into that, like he's, he's the coolest of the cool but when he's his real self like you know anyways, not quite there yeah well, so I he says that, was... that at one point she's like what why do you talk like that yeah. stop talking like that <laughs> okay. i thought it was interesting too like it felt symbolic somehow to have the switchboard operator and the radio personality be like the main characters in this with you know dealing with aliens and everything i don't know Rachel. Um, I don't think that I have much to add about from what Carrie said, because I agree with everything Carrie said. Except Yay. I really <laughs> my favorite scenes, I love silence in movies. So the scene the really long scene going through in the dark through the neighborhoods was like, I was nervous about the movie at the beginning, like, Jesus, so fast. 
But that scene just like blew my mind almost. It was like, okay, I like this movie. I don't care what happens after this. <laughs> and um, the, I loved the out of towners, that couple in the middle of the street, just standing there waiting around. What are we gonna do? That was fun for me. Um, driving in their car was really fun. Like I knew that was gonna happen, but it happened and I still had a strong reaction to it. So I like that one. If you, cause sometimes you know something's gonna happen and you're like, oh, okay, that happened. That was so lame. I knew that was coming, but it was like, it actually happened, you know? It was cool with their faces going up. Um, <laughs> and I was so, so upset about the baby. I just don't think I could handle it. I had to, Chad kept wanting to talk about his favorite parts of the movie. Like, oh, that was so fun. Remember this, remember that at the end of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, but the baby, Chad, <laughs> the baby, like why? And I just couldn't get over it at all for hours, <laughs> for days. Looking back on that though, I really appreciate movies that end books that don't just end perfectly or tied up or pretty or whatever. So, and the, I guess, the, I think the last scene, it may not have been the last scene of the movie, but the last scene of them together being in the light or whatever, um, where he just like puts his head on her forehead. I thought that was cute. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. The baby, it creates like this little family unit, even like where it's, yeah. Even even though it's not their child, it, it's like, yeah, this little family, like going. It, it made me feel like the human race was going to continue on in a happy way, wherever they were going. Like it wasn't going to be a horrible situation for them. So there was hope. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily left with the feeling that abduction, the only reason it's horrifying is because it's unknown, right? Like you, you have in, no idea what it involuntary. is. Involuntary. <laughs> Kind of, though. No consent. <laughs> kind well, of. They wanted to solve the mystery, and what a better way to solve the mystery than and never coming back to really solve it, to know <laughs> but everything. The, but like the lady's son, who didn't quite fit into society, right? Like these people who continue to be abducted are the ones who aren't invited to the cool kid party. They're the outliers. They're the disenfranchised. They're the ones at the margins, anyway. So like. I don't, I don't like leaving this type of existence might be pretty alluring, I guess. I don't know. I love that. I mean, just a quick note on my own baby because I sent that text last night. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jana often works really late nights. She wasn't working late last night, but because she had worked late the previous two nights, she was already asleep. The three oldest kids were asleep. 
Jana had fallen asleep next to our baby, like in our bed. So it was just me. And it's not that our house is that big, but um, the baby's bedroom, for whatever reason, is like the farthest room from ours. Um, and it also has like the back door, like connected to it. Um, and so like after watching this movie and like carrying the baby like as far away from me as I can. And then there, there's just something inherently creepy about like baby monitors, but then in the context <laughs> of this movie, like it was like, I was like, okay, like, yeah, I guess I'm going to go to bed after this. <laughs> it was really <laughs> a weird feeling. <laughs> Jason. Yes. Do you have any notes from, oh, you missed, you didn't watch the movie last month. Nope. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Paradox Theater. Uh, it was like shot for shot, like, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, Twilight, Twilight Zone or whatever. I thought that was like, couldn't get the licensing rights. Um, Everett, I hated for the first five, 10 minutes, I hated him. Yeah, like I, I was on the fence. I no, I it was pure hatred. I'm like my my notes are <laughs> big man on campus and plus uh-huh. smoking. Like I wanted to yell at the screen, like high school's over, dude. What what is going on? I I hated Everett so much. He grew on me. Um <laughs> At some point on their walk, I got, uh, I lost myself in the movie, which is a good thing. Um, and I, and I like came to eventually, uh, and, and, uh, I realized that at, and, and I, it was during the scenes where I think I came to when, um, they were doing that really long close up shot of, of Faye at the switchboard. Um, and I was like, holy cow, there's a lot of long shots. And it's like, <laughs> I, I was just so engrossed that all the other long shots, I just, I just didn't realize how long they were until I got to the Faye one. I'm like, that's, this is a crazy long shot, crazy up close, crazy, like intense in her face. And then I'm like, there's a lot of other long shots, but they were just like further back and just following them on their on their walk, which I thought was kind of cool that like, well, I'll, I'll get to it. But like you get a tour of the town, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's like the it's like a character in the movie, this little town. Yeah. Um, what was her okay. nickname? She what was the town's name? She was a. Uh, Jessica, what was the town's name? You just watched it like two hours ago. Kayoga. Kayuga. Kayuga Queen. I think she was a Kayuga Queen, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I hated though? I hated Let's hear that. It. Okay, so at the beginning of the movie, you you're watching it and it's like this little TV screen or whatever. And it slowly zooms in and you're in mm-hmm. the show. Right. I loved that. Um, but what I hated is that every once in a while it would, it would zoom out and remind you, Hey, don't get too involved. Don't get too invested. This is just a show. Okay. 
Okay. Don't, don't don't care too much about these characters because they're not real. You're just watching a TV show <laughs> and then zoom slowly back in. I hated that. It took me, it it that's probably one of the things that took me out of being engrossed. I wanted to stay engrossed. I wanted to invest myself in these characters, but every once in a while it reminded me like, no, don't get too invested. This is just a paradox theater, you know, that bugged me. I hated that. Um, Cause I, I want to lose it. myself. I want to lose myself in the, in the, in the show. I want to like suspend disbelief and think that this is real, but they're, they're already telling me that this is not real. I don't know. That bugged me. Um, but then I, you can appreciate the craft though. No, I, okay. I, I, the craft should be them getting me engrossed in the show. That's the craft. I don't know. Should we watch the craft as our next movie? I don't think I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that one. <laughs> um, uh, because of those long shots, I love the camera work. Uh, the uh, uh, do I have it in here? I think it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just love the camera work. I love the uh, that one super long shot going through the whole town. Um, I I want to know how they got the shot. You know, coming through the window, uh-huh. dropping to the ground, yeah. and then going like. How did they like up the rafters? Was there there like, was there like a team on the ground where they like slowly, they'd lower it down. The other team would like grab it real quick and keep it stabilized and and go. I I, want to know how they did that. There was something on, I think it was IMDb trivia where they said that that's actually four shots that they use clever editing to combine. And I think part of it was like the director driving the camera on like a go-kart or something for one of those long stretches. And I don't know, it, it didn't have like all the details of this is how they did it, but I know there was some like trickery in post-production to make it look like one shot when it wasn't. I was gonna ask, but I mean, in more, more expensive movies, they do that digitally all the time. Um, I, I forgot to mention one of the things I liked about the long shot is there's one part where it's like moving forward and you're like looking forward but then like the angle goes like slightly off and like, but you continue to go forward. Mm-hmm. There was something ab- about that, that I really, cause most of the time the long shot keeps like the perspective in front of you the whole time, but like it shifted it just, just a little bit. once. Hmm. Yeah. It went by, it was right past a house. And I think it was the old lady's house. Like, I'm not sure though. But I think it looked like the old lady's house because I saw the porch on there. Hey, <laughs> are those Elton John glasses with That's a good. hammer? Yeah, exactly. We've got we've got some sweet costumes going on right now. Is he a rocket <laughs> man? Uh, he is burning down a fuse up here alone. It looks like Paul's in the movie right now. <laughs> He's doing a long, long shot. shot. Did um, Karen like it? Uh, Karen noped out of this one. What? Uh, as soon as she found out this is like alien esque, she's like, "No, no, thank you. I'm out." <laughs> Do you think um, she would have liked it? I think she would have hated it, especially because okay. just because full stop the, right there. No, ex- uh, no explanation. That's fine. Baby, that's all. An aliens baby. plus baby. She she would have hated that. <laughs> um okay 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 um love the camera work uh i i want to re-watch that long scene again because i i i did enjoy it thoroughly. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I, what I actually loved was it gave the scale of the town, which I, which was cool. It was like, no, no, this isn't a big town. This is just a podunk little town. Switchboard places over here. Yep. Go up, go up the road a couple blocks, and you're at the radio station right? yeah, behind the high school. <laughs> go through the high school. Yep. <laughs> and the library, and she works downtown. I like the heist getting into the library. I thought that was really fun. He's like, oh, it's in the basement of the library. Sweet. I love going into old libraries and taking all those reel-to-reel tapes. <laughs> uh, I loved how she was a runner, and we just followed along with her running. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. <laughs> we're, just, we're just, all right, uh, we're not, there's nothing else to show because it's literally only two characters in this whole movie. So let's follow this one. <laughs> it would have been funny to have like a, a split screen and like half of it following Faye and the other half just going to Everett's face and like him shaking his head. Why is Faye running? And then she gets over into the car and then all of a sudden the two screens like come back together. That would have been fun. Um, okay. Uh, that was a really well-mannered child. Yeah. A little too well-mannered. That's, that's the thing about movies with kids they're always too well-mannered whatever have you ever ridden with a car in the back seat of a car with a kid that's not in a car seat they love it so (laughs) no it's usually uh it's illegal in my state so you put a kid in the car seat and they're (laughs) they don't love it but you take them out oh man they can just drive for hours (laughs) um okay the uh the car scene Speaking of the car scene, I don't do uh, that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, only with uh, only with Cameron. With Paul, we never do that. Oh, Paul's the best little baby, and Henry was really bad too. So, did you guys notice the? I don't know if it's the music or the ambient sound. As soon as they got into that couple's car, like a switch flipped, and it got. It got serious like it was like foreshadowing of him that you know what was happening but it was like out of nowhere they were all like in a rush and hurry and hurry and then it like everything slowed down and then and then they were talking to them they're like here's what happened it was i don't know it was i knew something was going down because of that like that flip of the switch as soon as they shut yeah. the door it got all quiet and i don't know that was cool um okay Here's the thing that I, I hate about aliens segment movies. Why did it? Okay. 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 Most of the time, like a hundred percent of the time, aliens don't want to be discovered, right? They, they want to be, they're, they're stealthy. They, These aren't aliens. These are sky people. Sky people want to be stealthy. So okay. why the crap do they have so many freaking lights on their spaceship if they're trying to be all all subterfuge and quiet and like don't you we want to abduct people but we don't want people to know that we're abducting people. No, why are there any lights at all on these ships? It should just be darkness in a circle. That's what it should be. And even better if they're that advanced, it should be like like you can kind of see through it and there's like a little blur like at the edges you know like yeah, i had a dream about that one time put in my dream journal on my website an alien ship that was see-through and it was raining and then the rain would like pool up on top yeah that's what it should do but no they've got all these friggin lights what the heck 
Anyways, we definitely had an alien invasion dream last night. Yeah, this was not an accurate depiction of an alien spaceship, right, Jason? Evidently not. I mean, (laughs) hold on. Let's go to Anthony's dream. Sorry, Anthony. I'm not cutting you off, Jason. Anthony, what was your dream? (laughs) Uh, I don't. I only remember bits of it, but I was like taking a test to become like part of the FBI to be part of the team that like was like addressing the invasion. But there was like other people like at computers next to me taking the test too. And the guy next to me was gonna fail. And so he was like tapping random keys on my keyboard to get me to mess up. <laughs> and I like went and I, I would never do this in real life, but I went and like told the supervisor what was like ha- happening. <laughs> um, I would never write <laughs> someone out like that in real life, but. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Um, I loved how the alien ship had a little alien drone. That was kind of yeah, fun. Uh, little baby alien. Yep. Um, loved the music. Um, I was angry that it just ended with the abduction. I wanted more. You wanted like a fire in the sky type movie where you go up into the spaceship and then see him afterwards and. I don't. I wanted something else. I wanted more. I, I, I definitely did. You you got to be abducted yourself if you want more. That's like the whole thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah, got to memorize that uh, secret alien language. I was gonna say Jason's gonna get recruited to build alien ships now. They 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 need help. <laughs> He's gonna be. Like, are they trying yes. to get caught? Come on. I I think the <laughs> idea is they want to be just known enough about to. So that some people wander off and get abducted. Like, okay, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Not only <laughs> should they have better stealth, because they're clearly superior technology than us. They have should better. They should have better stealth, but they should be like they shouldn't go after like small towns. That's still decent amount of people that can see you, right? They should go after the freaking hikers and backpackers in the back country if they want to just steal random human beings just steal how many, like a, how a many hikers go missing every year jason how many hikers go missing every year how Not many people enough. go missing in our national parks every year i don't it's know like hundreds of people go missing in national so parks why do you year. have to recruit it's, from there's the a whole podcast towns. conspiracy theory about it the national parks it's a fun one there's a conspiracy theory about the national park system stealing people yeah that's why they have the national parks there is because it's like aliens. <laughs> There's a lot of theories about it. It doesn't work. It messes up your statistics because you're only getting hikers and backpackers. So you have all these confounding variables. I mean, it's not a slice of the human population. Selection bias. Yeah, exactly. But then, but you still, but then you still have, uh, you're still like recruiting from like small towns and that's got its own selection bias so jason's going to start his new career as a spaceship designer and then he's going to go into he's going to go into hr and who to recruit (laughs) to get an even slice of the population i like it um my last note is it goes back to what i was angry about earlier why did they wrap it up in an episode of paradox theater like why did they make me invested then de-invest me then reinvest me 
them to invest me like multiple times. What, I, why is, why did they make that choice? I don't understand that choice. Well, I didn't understand anything about the green Knight, and I still liked it. So that's my excuse. I don't know what the green Knight is. It's, uh, it's way above my head on symbolism and things, but it was still a fun movie. Cool. That's all. <laughs> cool, he says. The, yeah, I had. I, I can't explain it. You'd have to talk to the director. It was just a fun little trope that he did, and you see, either you love it or hate it, or you, you're in the middle. And I'm in the middle on it. I didn't I love still, it or hate it. I still really liked it. Uh, I'm oh, just overall, the movie you liked, but you just don't like the trope of the Twilight Zone TV. Yeah, that's the, my main thing. Jason, I think how many things you say you hated betrays like this final thought of, I still liked it. You, you're, you're, you're like, a, feel... you know how it has to be a five to one positive to negative for like a relationship to continue. <laughs> you're like a, you're like a 100 to one. And then you say, but I like it. Like <laughs> it, it, that it wasn't deal killers. I hated that aspect, but the, but it, the, those things weren't deal killers. What it all, okay. Uh, you know, the spaceship, whatever, everybody, every sci-fi movie does that. So I can't get too mad at them for doing, for continuing that. The, the one thing that I, the paradox theater thing frustrates me the most, but not enough for me to hate it. They did enough good things like the long shots and the character development for me to stay invested and stay enjoying it. And I still got engrossed despite. When did you, when did you start liking Everett? Uh, after he stopped being such a big man on campus and, uh, and like having a decent conversation. I think once he started interviewing her or whatever. Like the science questions? The science questions. He started being more human at that point rather than radio personality. He started, he was teaching her, right? Like, instead of being just like, I'm a cool guy. Yeah, he was making biscuits. Smoke cigarettes. These are cool. Sorry, Anthony, you were going to say something? Well, I'm just, I'm surprised by people's reaction to the 1950s TV framing device. Just because, like, it is, I mean, maybe it's just because of those old Twilight episodes. I just have a sense of when I like especially the moments when Faye was by herself and and it was from that perspective it was just like so eerie to me like who who is like the who is the intelligence or or the creep or or whoever it is that's like documenting this like like it was just like so so like creepy to me in those moments It's okay. It's okay that that wasn't your experience. I I maybe tend to interpret things as anxiety inducing, so that, that might be why I had that experience. Um, did anybody read any good books? I've been reading the three body problem. Has anybody heard of that or read it? Yeah, Anthony, Anthony recommended, recommended it. Yeah, that's been on my list. I read um, The Memory Police, which is another one Anthony recommended. Good job, Anthony. 
did you just do the first book, Jessica, or, or are you into the second yeah, book? Yeah, I'm almost, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm into it. That's good. I, I think I, the second book, I think, is really cool. Really? Yeah, yeah. The the Dark Forest, I think, is called just the, yeah, the the whole premise of that one, I think, makes it, I like all the series, but I think it makes it my favorite of the three. And I then I'm going to avoid avoid it. Um, I don't know. I read everybody possessed. Has everybody sing, been singing Encanto songs at your house, or is it just my house? At my job, everyone sings. I will. We don't talk about Bruno over and over. My favorite was the drip, drip, drip. Mm-hmm. Yep. The pressure song. I really Little like Paul. Isabella's song too, though. Yeah. When she finally lets herself loose. I don't know. Oh, yeah. And then who is it? I think, is it is it me? I think it's me. I, I have the answer to this question. Let's hear it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my screen. Oh, I can't share my screen. Jason, can I share my screen? I'll allow it. I hope you last, put it in a spreadsheet. Last time, last time we did movie club. Um, Shareable now. We did a little we ball down there, Rachel. We turn it was. So he made you a spreadsheet. I made a spreadsheet oh, that has this. a list of, you know, which ones we've watched. And then I wrote a little code that puts them in order and puts everybody in order from who it's been the longest since they've chosen a movie. You wrote, so, oh. Yeah, so this is like my CS 101 knowledge at work. I love says, this. Chad is next. And Jason, you're after that. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Let's look at the code. You got the code behind? Oh, I just, yeah. I'll share my screen again. Thanks. So is this a macro in like Visual Studio behind it? It's, or a, it's Python. VBA? Oh, it's a Python. So I kind of, I over-engineered it a little bit because I was kind of just doing it as practice. Yeah. So it does more than it should. Like it has all this code to like, if I had it open in another line of, uh, you know, another um, program, if I use this class, I could like manually add meetings in and stuff besides just what comes in from the spreadsheet and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, that's it. It's great. I love it. So Sean. no more arguing about whose whose turn it was. It's Chad's, which means that we're watching The Craft. <laughs> yeah, The Craft, 1997. Was it really? Could have been. Uh, FYI, I don't. If I'm March, that might be tough. Karen is due in March, so. Where are your priorities? Um. Maybe there's we should a, have you guys flip. And have there's a lot of options. The uh, the blank check with Griffin and David are talking about Jane Campion movies right now, and uh, they're going to talk about Bright Star in a couple months. And uh, there's a, a Jane Campion movie on Netflix right now, but it's rated R, and it's got Benedict Cumberbatch naked. So I don't know if we want to watch that, Jason. Jason, now we're talking. Now we're Jason? talking. Jason, do it. 
What was that? The power or the something about the dog? Uh, that movie's oh. freaking fierce, man. The I power don't... of the dog. It will. Oh. We could watch yeah. The Descendants with George Clooney in Hawaii just to get some Hawaii vibes going. We could watch. Um, These are all rated R. <clears throat> I know. So I'm going to choose UHF with Weird Al. So Gandhi D- too. That was quite the had, um, But this time he's Jessica, but Jessica was saying that you should switch with Jason. Oh, you can take March. But that means I need to have a movie ready to go. And yeah, I'll- let's switch, Jason. All right, wait a second. Can is Jason gonna commit to be here in February? Uh, as long as it's not late February, and my, and as long as my wife doesn't go into labor early. Yeah, let's do a Jason movie, and then we can watch UHF in March. Oh, yeah. unless. Uh, what's it called? Death on the Nile. Then we would. Oh, that's going to be on theaters. How soon do you think it would be to stream Death on the Nile? Because I want to do that. That's one. not going to be for months. Because doesn't it come out mid? Yeah, they keep on postponing it. That's a that's a big bummer. It was supposed to come out like in 2020. So Army Hammer's in it. I don't even know if people are gonna if it's gonna be available to people. Oh, it's got Poirot. And his mustache. So I don't care about Army Hammer. No, but I know. He's it, it makes it suspect whether it'll be available. Oh, they need a reshoot. Did you guys see that? Uh, the you don't have to have watched it, but like the movie where there's some princess and like one of her pets is kind of like a mermaid and Pierce Brosnan's in it. Yes, you guys. I read that book when I was a teenager. It's called The Moon and the Sun by Vonda Shepard. It won a <laughs> Nebula Award against Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin. It's an insane book. They made this movie eight years ago. Yeah, and have just it. been sitting on it since then. Yeah, they made it in 2014 and it got released like l- this week. Yeah, it's gonna be really bad. I'm super excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I think it's on one of the streaming shows and it's PG, so <laughs> maybe we should all watch that one. That's funny. It's to, and it's then uh, horrible. the first movie that we made was Knives Out. So when Knives Out 2 comes out, we'll have to do that for our movie club as well. Are we or ever going to do a special episode for Dune or for the Green Knight? I don't think it's going to happen, but we could. If you, maybe I, I have the discs for both coming tomorrow. <laughs> oh, really nice. Excited. And then I was thinking about, uh, oh, and then I tried to look up Better Off Dead, and it's not streaming oh. anywhere. That would have been great. Do you know the street value of this mountain? I used to have that and I lent it out to someone and then it was stolen from them and then they made no effort to replace it. And that happened like 15 years ago and I'm still upset about it. It was stolen? Yeah, they said someone stole it from their apartment. This was at BYU um, off-campus housing. Paul, I'm going to blame you (laughs) because you're our BYU's representative right now. Oh yeah, I was like, I don't steal movies, but now I understand. <laughs> yes, I can. I can represent BYU. <laughs> um, well, people. if Jason, 
if Jason can't pull a movie out soon, we could pull a Paul and then uh, he could text everyone the movie afterwards. Or we can just do UHF and then in a couple months I'll go again. Like that's not a big deal. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like me since we're okay. Since yeah, since I've been here since one of the one of the originals, like I think I've done enough videos of my choice. So. You picked a bunch. Well, I picked yeah. a bunch too, but I'm not giving up my turn. <laughs> Sean, who's who's after Jason then, so that they know to pick for next month? Gotta, I gotta open it back up. Give me a minute. Did anybody see the king? The the king with Timothy Chalamet. Is that good? It's freaking awesome. But it's on my list. Yeah, I super love that. I think it's got that girl from uh, what's her name? I forget her name every time. Uh, from the one from that Soho movie. Uh, Mackenzie? Uh, no. Mackenzie Thomason? Thomason. Yeah. She's in yeah. there, right? The King. And Cedric Diggory. Um, yeah. Jessica's next on the list after Jason and Chad, whatever order that ends up going in. Have you guys? Have, okay. I'm sure I've never seen this movie. Uh, so I, I kind of want to watch movies that I haven't seen. That's what I want to pick. Um, somebody told me that Peter, the Peanut Butter Falcon is a great movie. I don't know if that's true or false. With Shia LaBeouf? Uh, yes. I saw the trailer and it looks uh, endearing. That's all. Has anyone seen it? Paul seen Paul? It. Do you have yeah. an opinion? Yeah. Um, so he's so Shia LaBeouf kind of has his army hammerness going on these days too. Um, true. But when I watched it, I didn't know that. And I was like, wow, this is very endearing. But now he's kind of got his. Um, That's true. And, and uh, I mean, that can be a good discussion anyways, if, if we want to go there about. Yeah, we could start out with some even Stevens. Is that Freddie, <laughs> Carrie? How old is Freddie? He's 11. Carrie, you're muted. He's 11. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. 11 and a half, actually. He's getting old. I miss Freddie. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, let's just do that then. Is everyone okay with just watching you at UHF in February and then doing Jessica in March if Jason doesn't come? But if Carrie, Jason does Carrie's come, not okay with it. She's, or, do, she's, or should we... I, or do I checked my Jason? spreadsheet. We watched UHF as a family on November 25th, 2020. So that's recent enough that we don't have to watch it again, right? Wow. I'd so watch I it again. Asleep. I'd watch it again for sure. I fell asleep during it. And I'm we could do top... that I fell asleep in it. We could do Val Kilmer's first movie. It's called Top Secret. And that one's Yes, really... do that one. That one's great. Is that better than UHF? Yes, yes. Yeah, let's do Top Secret. Thank you. <laughs> and for bonus you can watch uhf so i plan on watching it again uh oh and I, streaming I, anywhere top secrets uh streaming yeah on netflix i think uhf is streaming on amazon i think did anybody watch like uh only murders in the building 
with Steve Martin. And yes. did you like it? I loved it. Yes. I, I love, love, love Steve Martin and Martin Short. They are everything. So Steve I really Martin, what did you think about Selena Gomez? I thought she was adorable in it. Oh man. You did a great job. I was really surprised actually. Yeah. I, I didn't think her cooking show on HBO. I didn't think she moved her face at all. She and she was just like flat toned and kind of boring. I don't know. I thought She's Martin Short sure was great. In real life. Is it? And I don't think I'm a huge Steve Martin fan after Three Amigos. But Have you seen Parenthood? I do. Parenthood? He's amazing no. in Parenthood, yeah. But Martin Short was great. There's a TV Martin. show with it was like the three amigos minus uh, Chevy Chase. Uh, what is it called? It's on Hulu right now. Only, Only murders, murders in the building. building. Yeah, That's what they're talking about. Exactly. Sorry, I zoned out. Evidently, I feel like they should retitle the show. The three amigos minus Chevy Chase. I thought it was kind of hacky with like trying to bring in. Uh, I like. I'm indifferent. Stop I, watching it. We kind of we we got we had to finish it, so we we watched all the episodes. But it's like after it's like, I like some of it, but some of it just took. I was taken out of. I didn't love it. I thought I would love it because I love murder mysteries. But one of the things I really loved about it is because is that Steve Martin and Martin Short are from like an earlier era of comedy, and they kind of brought that sensibility. And combine it with what's popular or good in comedy now, and it felt like a good natural mesh. And I didn't think it would, so that's what I enjoyed about it. Uh, yeah, I didn't. It, the it, a lot of the comedy wasn't for me. That's all. Um. Any anything else, Anthony? Will we miss any segments? No, I just wanted to ask about Station Eleven because I just started watching it. I don't know if anybody else is watching it. I just finished it. <laughs> Have you read the book? No. I read the book previously. I, um, I loved the book, so I'm a little bit worried to watch it because nothing ever lives up to the book, you know? Every single review has said that the series improves on the book. Every review does. And I was quite taken with the first two episodes. They're very hard to watch, though, especially the first episode. It feels the first the hospital scenes in the first episode are brutal. It just feels way too soon to be making any show about a pandemic. But by the end, I just loved it. It's very well, I mean, they made it before the pandemic. That's such a hard. Did they really? Yeah, I guess so. They they, or, or at least most of it. So they were like, um, they were going to release it sooner. But then they were put in this really difficult situation. Yeah, that's interesting. It's great. You should watch it. If you I'm like the book, watch you it. will love the show. What's it on? HBO. HBO Max. I'm ready to give you my login, Jen. Go over <laughs> to your TV and I'll make it happen. <laughs> so what movie did we decide on? Top Secret with Val Kilmer. So I don't think it's actually streaming on anything. Did they take it off? 
It it's only on, like, it's only on like Cinemax or something. So if you pay the extra, then you can watch it on Amazon or Hulu or whatever. Well, you it can was on rent it for month. like four dollars if everybody wants to do that, but it's not streaming Ooh. for free anywhere. The only good thing about renting movies is hearing Jason complain about how he had to pay to watch a movie he didn't like. I think everyone would like it, but I can choose a different one. It's Jason, no them from your libraries. They don't do libraries, Rachel. We're the only people that get movies from libraries. We can do a library if we need to. <laughs> it's available. You guys don't check out, like have a library card for each of your kids and check out the full max amount on every library card? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we we do. We just don't usually do movies. <laughs> we totally I just do. Watched, we and just watched. We bring uh, all the wrong, wrong books to the wrong library yes. and we get fined for them like oh, oh yeah that's what utah county is about huh oh, yeah. come on american fork vegas is awesome <laughs> yeah vegas has the clark county where it's like all inner libraries and you can just they ship them everywhere no fees on children's book late returns they automatically renew it for you no fees of any kind in the salt lake city library system as long as you eventually return it mm-hmm. They'll charge your account because they eventually need to replace the book. But even then, if you take the library back, the book back, they take it off. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to think of a different one then. Uh, I'll let everyone know in a text soon. So not UHF. Well, I guess not. UHF is so good, though. So bad. I mean, he jumps out of the closet and says supplies, and it's a supplies co- closet. Uh, we should do it so we could hear how how much Carrie hates. There's Conan the Librarian. Conan the Librarian. We can be that Danny Kaye movie with the the court jester. Yeah, the court jester is good. We but can that's, watch UHF. It's that's fine. not streaming anywhere. I'll get over it. Oh shoot! Top Secret would have been fun. We can just watch Val the documentary, and then cry twice. I'm not trying to feel that sad. It's so good. I love Val. All right, UHF for now, unless I change my mind. Okay, we need to pick <laughs> a date. Three, two. Uh, how about the Wednesday, the 16th? That is my daughter's birthday. Okay. How about... That's also my daughter's birthday. <laughs> how about the 9th? It's in two weeks. It's okay if I can't make it sometimes. Mm-hmm. It would be very difficult for me to make it. <laughs> on the ninth which would be fine should we just watch free guy me and rachel just watched free free guy last night anthony you only have to show up once every 13 months to stay in this club so (laughs) no no they make me come every time (laughs) okay no No. you rescheduled it for jason and jessica last week right that was our get out of jail free card. That was it. 
Excuse All right. Me. So what are, I'm going to say that. Oh, so 16th is no good. Ninth. I'm just going to schedule it for it. Sound good. If you can't make it, you can't make it. I understand that UHF is not for everyone, but it's for me. And we are going to Disney World. And that's where I will be. In we Florida? Yeah. I mean, what I else are you going to do at nine o'clock at night in Dis- at the hotel at Disney World other than chat with these people? Uh, wrestle for children. <laughs> and alligators. If, if I'm able to hop on, I will. It's alligators. Well, Sean and Carrie didn't want to watch it, right? Carrie I'll doesn't. watch it again. Okay. <laughs> you should pick any movie. I was trying to give Carrie an out since we kind of recently watched it, but then she confessed to falling asleep, so it didn't work. <laughs> I fell asleep on purpose. How better off that would be good. so good to watch. I'll look on streaming. I don't want anybody to pay. I'll look because I thought Top Secret was streaming and I guess they just barely took it off. So that's disappointing. It's only $4. I'm happy to pay. I'm happy to sponsor somebody else. <laughs> um, all right. Any, that's it. I'm just going to schedule it for the ninth and pick a movie and it might be top secret. We might keep it with UHF. I'll let everyone know very soon. It might be the dog movie with Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Jane if we can pick R-rated movies, I'm like going to start picking R-rated movies. And that's like a hard, it's not a hard R, but it's like subject matter is pretty, pretty heightened the whole time. Well, guess what? Who else picked an R-rated movie? Carrie did, Cinema Paradiso. Jason watched the R-rated mm. version. And then Rachel picked a, like a PG movie that had full frontal male nudity going on. You're going to do that every time. 16 Candles is next. <laughs> I chose a PG-13 movie. Jason watched the rated R version of That's that right. movie. <laughs> yeah, I always forget like Amazon. how I forget how heavy movies are. I just remember that I liked them. So I know if we open the door to rated R movies. I mean, I chose M, which is about child murder. So I mean, as soon as we start doing R-rated movies, I know I'm gonna accidentally pick something that's way more like graphic and intense than I intended to well, be. Well, I can help to temper you though, because yeah. I have a lot less of a threshold for that kind of stuff than you do well inside Lou and davis is good no it's, it's not a great movie it's not good it's great movie. i don't like what? it i watched it twice i don't like inside great. Lou and davis <laughs> i thought you loved the coen brothers do you only I, love them sometimes i love them sometimes i, I think love... about that movie every week well, of my life at why least don't we just love a movie that i love and let's watch hail caesar isn't that streaming yeah, and it even includes some of the Danny Kaye characters that you were talking about earlier. Hail Caesar's great, and I love it. Oh, watching Free Guy yesterday, the Channing Tatum dancing scene was was great, and it reminded me of a Hail Caesar Channing Tatum dancing as well. So we're watching Hail Caesar on February 9th. And not inside the wind, Davis, because that movie is just so depressing. <laughs> I mean, Justin Timberlake Wait, singing, uh, please, uh, what is it? Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, don't go. Oh, I don't want to go. Oh, that's a good song. Great. 
and that's Adam a great Driver. Adam, Adam, Adam Driver just Adam Driver yeah. out of oh, space. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, and then what's the movie with Adam Driver? Oh yeah, Francis Ha. That's a great movie. Oh, that is a good movie. Yeah. But that's not streaming John anywhere, is it? Movie. I'm I'm not sure. It has been for a long time, but I think they might have taken it I feel it like every Greta Gerwig movie is streaming. Like every time I look at a streaming service, it's like always like all of her movies. If Francis Ha is if Francis Ha is streaming, we might do that. But Hill Caesar is not rated R. I've never seen Hill Caesar. Francis Ha is not on Netflix. It's on AMC Plus and the Criterion Channel and direct tv all right so maybe next oh. year or when it when it does streaming i think we should do francis hot at some point in the future oh man that trip to france add future movie suggestions onto his spreadsheet i just need to make a list of my li- tiered so, hail caesar it's gonna be it it's gonna be good i love it Oh, and then Scar Joe's in there. So good, guys. Oh, Jonah Hill. Oh, Jonah Hill's great. Yeah, the best. You guys seen Don't Look Up? Did we talk about that? Oh, not yet. On the list, but I haven't seen it. Me and Rachel watched it. I was, I didn't, I wasn't into it, and then I finished it, and uh, it was fine. What did you think about it, Rachel? I liked it. I liked Ariana Grande. She was great. The song is fun. I, I think that was the most I've ever liked Jonah Hill in a movie. Jonah Hill was the best. Part. Very he funny. was the best character. And it's the least I've liked Kate Blanchett. Yes. She was so good, though. She did. She really captured that type of person. Yeah. Her teeth were just so distracting. Was, so distracting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was her character because she's usually like a, is she usually like creepy evil kind of? Just but in Lord of the Rings. Just the way she. Creepy good in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Creepy bad in Blue Jasmine. The way that she had the, the look was a lot different than her normal look. It was very interesting. How does it compare to her performance as Bob Dylan? I didn't see that one. I've seen it. We should watch that. I think Jason would hate it. <laughs> Which one? Oh, the, gosh, what's no it called? Way. Don't. Yeah, what is it called? Um, don't, mm. no it's where like four different actors play Bob Dylan at different times of his life. And Kate Blanchett. And, uh, more than that, I think Christian Bale has Mason Jennings as his singing voice, and it's uh-huh. like incredibly distracting. It's like uh-huh. that's not what he sounds like. Like Nowhere Man or No Way Home or <clears throat> what's it called? I'm not. It's a Spider Man movie, right? No, I'm not, I'm not here. Wait, is that right? Yeah, I, I think it's something like that. No, it's surprising the movies that I don't like, and I have my own opinions on movies like what was that there will be blood didn't like inside the lone davis didn't like um oh what was the movie that's coming out i have it on hold it's the french dispatch it's coming in the it's on it's on hold at the library i'm gonna watch that when it comes i saw that in the theater 
It's maybe my least favorite Wes Anderson movie. Ooh. Which still which still makes it a pretty good movie. But yeah, it does it doesn't live up to what I expect from him usually. Yeah. So Dune is on HBO still, right? I thought they pulled it. Yeah, it was only on for like a month. Was it? And I think so, they yeah. They just released it so you Dune can like pay to Green stream Night it. Talk one of these times. That would be fun to do Dune Talk and Green Night Talk. All right. Maybe one of these off days we can set something up as a uh a Patreon subscribers only episode. <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Anybody else have any uh closing thoughts? All right. What do I say? I say I move that we adjourn this session. Take of... a picture, Chad. Oh, Did you do Anthony? it? Anthony. Anthony, lost... where'd Will go? We lost Will a while ago. I know we did. You can off. just say that he's there because he was like on his phone. Right oh there. no. Jason has the video uh okay. that he's gonna send me anyways. For... So I can just grab a screen capture from there. There you go. Uh so I'll just get one where everyone's just like kind of looking bored with their hand on their face and kind of like staring at the screen instead of one that everyone's smiling. So there you go. Rachel, uh, you're giggling. It seems like I want to know what's happening down in Rachel corner. Oh, you didn't hear me sneeze. <laughs> Hail Caesar. That's what we're doing. Hail Caesar on the ninth. Yeah. Okay. Seven or seven thirty, Chad. Thirty. Okay. 6.30, actually. My time. Oh, yeah. And open invite to anybody. If you get too cold or whatever and you want to come down to Vegas for a weekend, you can stay at my house. Or if there's like a holiday weekend or Chris or a, a spring break, come on down. Open invite. How serious are you about that? 95%? 100%? Yeah, 100%. Bring your family. <laughs> Okay, we will, man. We gotta get yeah. out of here. Schedule it. Come down. We'll do. February is great in Vegas. March is even better, and then May it gets too hot. So I mean, springtime is my favorite time in Vegas. Come on down. When do you start swimming? Uh, April. But we turn on the hot tub before. We can heat up the hot tub really quick, but the pools do cold until April. I don't think we've ever swam in March unless it's just like a cold challenge and I'm too old for cold challenges <laughs> for the polar bear plunges. Hugh Hall tradition, man. We had yeah. been going for like two straight weeks till the cops came. That's right. <laughs> That's a real story. We could recreate it. <laughs> Paul, you tell me when you're going down. And will polar bear challenge Chad's pool? Yes. <laughs> okay. I think we should make it happen. Talk's cheap, but let's let's do it. Yeah. And then I saw Jessica went on a fun trip with who was it? Melissa and Mallory. Yeah, Mallory's having a baby in March. And so. I wasn't invited oh, to I Texas. Know. We'll invite you guys next time. I think we're you went to Texas, Jessica. We were in San Antonio. I flew straight into San Antonio and straight up. You should be mad at Melissa, though, because she flew into Houston and got there at 1030 at night. She could have totally seen you. 
Yeah, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm mad at myself. All right, that's it. I move that we adjourn this session of the movie club. Anybody second? Second. Second. The eyes have it. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.